Hello again, dads and moms, boys and girls, welcome to the chatter. You are in the chatter box. We're recording on Monday, October 10th, the Feast of St. Francis Borgia. Episode 61, and we're beginning in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Mary, Mary, that never never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. To answer all of your questions, yes, we are scripted but unscripted <laughs> that's a nice way to put it is yes, that a euphemism we have a script and sometimes we use it <laughs> most of the times not most of the times not, <laughs> not. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's the uh, fun zone here hey a couple things going on here in town saturday october 22nd at presentation hall it is I was going to say spaghetti night, but more appropriately, it's Italian night, and I understand we need tickets, Mark. Yep, so they can get them at uh, you know, 583-9117 at the parish office or call me at 563-213-0477. And we got uh, spaghetti and meatballs, we got the pizza, the we, pizza. Got, uh, we got uh, a salad. Yep. Olive Garden salad and breadsticks, and we got uh, a full bar. Twenty bucks, and, yeah. and after dinner drinks, so twenty oh, bucks ahead, like couples for thirty. Ooh, yeah, yeah. pink yeah. squirrels. I can find some grasshoppers, not pink squirrels. So I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> parole violations <laughs> not counting here. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Have you noticed how Dubuquer say Italian? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's first person Italian. Yeah. <laughs> not Italian, yeah. not yeah. Italian. Italian. It's, yeah. it's, uh, Always kind of chuckle. Elsewhere, the Church of the Resurrection. How much food do they give away in a year's time? October oh. 29th at 8:30 up in the uh, North parking lot. They're doing it again. Seems like they're doing it every six weeks, eight weeks. It's nice. Yeah. They uh, uh yeah Church of the Resurrection Asbury Road free drive through food pantry Saturday morning October 29th at 8:30 thanks to Kurt Diem the proud papa of Father Father Diem yeah true gave up his only son to be a priest mm-hmm. he'll be rewarded I and, guess and it's a big event uh, we've we've. The Knights of Columbus over St. Columbkills have helped move the food and everything over the past few years. We haven't done it for a couple of years now because of COVID, but I tell you what, when we moved it, it was six, 8,000 pounds of food mm-hmm. that was given away, and it was, it was a lot of work, but what a, what a gift to the community. As I've said before, the poor are making a comeback. Mm, yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Just when yeah. you thought there were no more poor people, yeah. they came back. Yeah. October 19th, Grand River Center. It's a Wednesday night. It's a one-night KCRD mission. Father Bill Casey, or William Casey. I said, Father, how do you go? He says, I swing either way. Bill Casey, William Casey. 
It's just as long as you call me Father, Fathers of Mercy. His new book is You Shall Stand Firm, Preserving the Faith in an Age of Apostasy. And as of this recording, we still have tickets available. It's good. It's going to be a great night. Yep. Doing that. And applies exactly. to every family. Yeah. Ever. So yes. we enjoyed a beautiful day out of Park Farm yesterday with a bunch of our friends, and many of them are signing up to get new tickets. So, you know, it's, yeah, they're all excited about it. And, I, you know, to me, it was like one of those, uh, the Holy Spirit put him here at this time because of the apostasy that's going on. And apostasy mm-hmm. is like you said last week. It's the falling away of the faith. Mm-hmm. And, boy, have we is that seen that. the clinical that. definition we got here? Is that, the, yeah. is that prevalent now? <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's in every family. Yeah. Every family. What else is on the calendar? You got anything going well, you know, October is pro-life month, and is I think Mary's in is, or did we call it right to life? One right to life's got a right to Thursday life. luncheon. When right? Thursday the twenty seventh. Yep. Same I think right. I mentioned it last time. I didn't bring my newsletter again, but it's um, Thursday the twenty seventh, and I forget Evie West. Evie West. Did we decide how yeah. to pronounce her name? Evie. Evie West. So she unless was you're a, from Dubuque and it's Evie. Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> like I tell you. Yeah. Ivy. I, I think she was a gang member, so I think she has a pretty good story, and I think a teen mom two times. So yes. anyway, so yeah, call the Butte County Right to Life office to register. I told Augustine I'll go if I can have a seat in the back here, yeah. gang members. <laughs> <laughs> keep, me away, the... <laughs> keep me away from the windows. <laughs> Where's it at? It's at the Country Club, right? Yep. It's at the Dubuque County Country Club. So if anybody would like to go, they can still get tickets, I betcha. Uh, call the Dubuque County Right to Life office, 563-556-5960. All right. Perfect. All right. What else going on? Anything at the Knights? Uh, Other than do, the well, Italian? Well, actually, you know what? we got a lot of new Knights coming into the council. What's going on? Where are they coming from? They're well, just, from I mean, Bible study groups, which you introduced me to and stuff. So uh, it's been wonderful. It's, you know, and uh, this, there's, there's good news, bad news. Uh, St. Joe's the Worker uh, Council is closing because they, mm. they've never – in nine years, they've never had anybody step up to lead their council and stuff. So Bill Griffin's been doing that for a long time. Um, the good news is most of those members are going to slide over to our council because we are so active and so involved. And and, uh, you and which know, when you say our council, St. Columkill, one five eight one three. Yep. So. And, Is there uh, a uh, song like that, Jenny, Jenny, one five eight one three? <laughs> yeah, I think there. I think you could one? sing it for us. Yeah. Hey, go on, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot going on. If you and, play uh, it backwards, it's the Knights of the Columbus <laughs> there Council. There you go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so and today's the feast day, you know, of yes. Saint, Saint Colin or the Saint uh, Italian Indigenous Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Can we can we not say it's Columbus Day anymore? Well, you, oh. you can, but it's not recognized in Dubuque anymore because they changed that last year. So they changed it in Dubuque. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're kidding? So, no, they yeah. Who did? Uh, city Council approved. On well, whose authority? City Council approved. It. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's you know it's like the administration. Wait, wait a minute. It's, it's like the administration minute. anymore. We vote, they just we do- vote people into <laughs> office so that they can name holidays. Yeah, exactly. When we've got potholes and crime. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. 
This is interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi, what do you do? I'm a council member, and I name the holidays. Yeah. Pretty sad. Okay. Pretty sad, but uh, anyhow. Didn't have that on the script, so, folks. <laughs> no, and that was, no, that was unscripted. Uh, unscripted yeah. here. What else you got? Well, a couple of things is uh, uh, I was listening to uh, the October third uh, Church Militant program today, and they're going. Uh, they're talking about Notre Dame and how it has gone downhill. The university, the University of Notre or Dame, the football team. Yeah, the university itself is going downhill by promoting all these books in their libraries that, that are uh, gay agendas, um, transgender. Uh, Books. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. The administration over there had actually put out a letter and said, this is why we're doing this. And, uh, Did you, you get know, a copy? Did you get a copy It's yet? It's on their, their website, on the October 3rd one, the uh, oh, evening news at uh, Church Militant. So it, it's, it's really sad because they said that so many of the alumni are are calling in and praying for the university to change back to where they were and they are just gung-ho on going down this other road which is so sad it's you know (laughs) i you know you're almost at a loss for words anymore it's just you know i mean what's next you know what's next you know you're almost afraid to ask exactly something because you might get it you might get an answer yeah yeah exactly so we got to get deeper on that yeah. uh, letter. Bring that in here uh, next yeah. week and go down. A yeah, line actually, line. yeah, and I, I actually did a, a video on my phone uh, as she was talking about all the stuff that's on there because it's all the the whole gay agenda thing is just on there and it's just all the books that they put in there and everything else. It's just disgusting to say the least. And so. it is bad enough when it's at a university, but it's so much worse when it's at the grade schools grade school, and the yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. You know who yeah. we got to get on here? Who? Mama Bears of Iowa. Oh, that'd be great. Have you seen them? Oh, Her? Not yeah. for a while, but yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. I've got her contact information here, and um, they've been wound up here. Ankeny is, I mean. Maybe our listeners don't know who they are. Well, it's a, um, it's a parent-teacher association on steroids. Is that about sum right. it up here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've only seen one of their videos, but it was pretty good. Some moms, mostly moms, but not not solely moms, parents, but mothers, mama bears mm-hmm. in Iowa, based out of Ankeny, which is a suburb of uh, Des Moines, Moines what, yeah. east side of uh, yeah. Ventureland yeah. area, right. east side on 80 there. Yep. And they're uh, doing the network movie from 1970s they're opening their windows from the second floor and saying i'm mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore that's an old movie reference yeah and so my sisters when this first came out about what ankeny was doing i sent it to my sister because her granddaughter will be going there this next year oh no. and she was up in arms about this whole thing and her daughter my sister's daughter is is going to be teaching over there and she never knew anything about it either so i mean you talk about you know flying under the radar and just trying to keep everything secret and you know but this is what's coming in and well let's they, let's they, they give were, one snapshot about what is coming in yeah. drag show oh yeah story hours yeah. in um how old are you when you're seven? 
eight, nine. Second grade. Yeah. Second grade. Yeah, second drag grade. show yeah. story hours with guys in complete drag. And the mothers are protesting to the school board. And the school board in last semester, the spring semester of 2022, said, well, we're going to look into it. Still no report as of last week. We're recording on the 10th, so that would be the first week in October. Still no report. Mama bears go to the school board dressed in the same outfit as the drag queen and said, this is how they were prancing in front of our children. Wow. You've not gotten back to us since May, which is the last semester. We want a response. And then further to find out that if you come into a school, I think that's most any school district, you don't get into a school to make a presentation without a background check. But drag queens do. So that, that, that's just yeah. an encapsulation of what happened at a most recent uh, Ankeny School Board uh, meeting here. Because yeah. my sister said, if, if this continues, we'll just pull her out. We'll homeschool her. I think you know? every parent needs to be ready, willing, yeah. mm-hmm. and able to hit them in the pocketbook. When mm-hmm. you pull your child out mm-hmm. of a public school district or a private school that is not, I mean, this is insanity, that is not upholding moral values and family values and values above uh, on children, that funding to that school district goes down precipitously by each student that mm-hmm. that disenrolls. Mm-hmm. Right. This mm-hmm. is this is horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a Catholic yeah. school they could enroll them in? Uh, in Ankeny? Yeah. I don't know. They, well, I'm not sure Mama Bears are. They're Christian. I don't know that they're Catholic. Well, the, and the scary part about this is, I'm going to say it again, it's Ankeny. It's on yeah. the east side of the Des Moines Metroplex. It is, what, 160 miles out? It's two right, hours. Yeah. It's two and a half hours, three hours away from Dubuque. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's Colleen's pulling She's up pulling a, it up on a the iPad. Here. The headline. Oh, and this is from the LGBTQ Nation website, so you know what they're promoting. <laughs> and their headline is "Conservative Mama Bear Struts in Drag" in quotation marks. At school board meeting to protest drag show. Mm-hmm. There it is. It's it's too close to comfort. I mean, if we lived in Des Moines, and you've got relatives, many of our listeners have family and yeah. In uh, fact, John Proy and his family were down there this weekend, so mm-hmm. visiting their family. So it's yeah, it's yeah, it's. But uh, I mean, whoever if, thought this had happened in the home of Radar O'Reilly? Yeah. Radar. I thought he was a Tumwa. Was he Ankeny? a Tumwa? Well, it's yeah. Iowa. Yeah, well, exactly. it's Iowa. Yeah. But um, I didn't know that. The, I mean, I saw this headline. I didn't know it was in Iowa. Yeah. About how these uh, mothers went. Mama bears. Mama bears. Yeah. We should bring them on the chatter. We got that highfalutin technology. Yeah, we do. If we can just figure out how to play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got the flute guy. <laughs> oh, what else boy. you got? Uh, the uh, 
Melissa Fleming, the uh, Undersecretary for the Global uh, Communications, Global Communications Network, okay, was on, and, and this is all in this October 3rd uh, evening news on the church militant, but she was on there saying that they are partnering with Google, okay, to stop anyone from publishing anything concerning climate change because she said we own the science and no one will publish anything without going through us or getting permission from us to publish it. <laughs> so therefore, they know everything. We know nothing. And all these people that have studied the global climate change for, what, 50, 100 years, 1,000 years, whatever, they know nothing. You go through us. Because they own it now. Yeah, they own they it. Bought it. They own the science. And it's just like, are you serious? Well, that's right. What you just said, right? Well, when just, she said, we own the science, your first thought is because you bought it, yeah, right? That's why you own yeah, it. Exactly, you own what yeah. you've bought. So, yeah. Colleen, let's let's do this. What should we buy? Mm. <laughs> let's buy the color blue. Okay. <laughs> Nobody is going to talk about blue anymore. That's right. Because we own the blue. <laughs> Which is brought up in that same segment. It's funny you should mention that. What's that? Because they talk about they? the whole the whole Democratic Party and what the the messaging that they're putting out is get blue. Oh, okay. and it's no, no, it's all in this in the same segment. I it's, swear, it's I'm un- not psychic. It's not unbelievable psychic. what they're doing. It's just like you you're kidding me. I mean, so one one more thing quickly. No, never mind. We got we're probably gonna. Have, no, we're out of time yeah. here in segment one of episode sixty one. We're recording on the 10th of October. Stay tuned because we're going to be buying more horrendous things here on the chatter. Don't go away. Yes, we're back at segment two of episode 61. We had to come up for air, periscope depth. It was a deep dive, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got one last segment I want to talk about. In, I'm afraid in, to ask. Go ahead. No, this is on uh, again on Church Militant Evening News, October third. If if that was a week ago. If if you want to know, if everybody knows John Podesta, he's yeah. been in the Democratic Party and under three different Democratic presidents. Okay, for so a number of years, but they talk about in the. Um, Inflation Reduction Act, which is $1.2 trillion. How does John Podesta get control of $350 billion out of that fund? And it was because this Swiss billionaire owns land in Colorado. And so for, and John Podesta became good friends with him. And so over the years, they figured out, okay, let's money laundering and, and shifting the money around and stuff. And so when the Build Back Better program got turned down, Podesta went to this guy and said, we got to figure out how to get control of this money again. And so he went to this John Weiss, I guess his name is, okay? And he said, okay, let's build a new program. Let's build this uh, into an Inflation Reduction Act. And so they started shifting billions of money, dollars around, and went from organization to organization to hide all this money that goes back to all these Democrats. 
And so they all voted on this thing, and he became, you know, now in charge of this $1.2 trillion program. This guy from Switzerland, okay? And, and thus, he gives all this money. He said, okay, we're going to pass this bill, and we're going to give $350 billion to John Podesta for climate change. There you go. I mean, it's when you when you look at the the uh, the the video and he shows where all the money went through and how how it all came back and where it's all going to. It's unbelievable. And we thought Teapot Dome was a bad day in yeah, Congress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Colleen, I mean, you remember Teapot Dome? No. All right. Okay. I don't. But well, all the English majors and history buffs will remember that. Mm. Well, yeah. well, here's the here's the, the 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 sad sad truth is that the government, the current administration, has been able to convince an awful lot of Americans that the solution to inflation, which is clinically defined as too many dollars chasing too few goods and services that the the cure for inflation is to produce more dollars to chase fewer goods and services yep so and and they they know that i mean well, of they course they know it but the the, the, po- the point <laughs> but the point so why are they doing it it's well, deliberate well yeah i understand that but mm. the point of the matter is 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 have you talked to Anybody at on the patios or outside a church or in the frozen foods aisle and has the Inflation Reduction Act come up? Because most people think the government's got a handle on it. They're going to print more money to curb inflation. Yeah. Well, and that was talked about on the uh, evening news tonight. Was the uh, the whole thing was the uh, the actual uh, cost of foods. Has gone up fourteen percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so they say what normally happens is in this in, uh, environment of inflation, is you get used to it. You get used to paying more for less. Right. Okay, and then a year from now, it will settle back down and will maybe level out at eight percent or ten percent, whatever. But at that point, you're happy because. It's never going to go back down to where it was. Of course. So there you this go. Is, this yeah. is what Spanky used to say down at grade school. <laughs> yeah. When they asked him, why do you hit your head on the wall? He said, because it feels better when I stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Spanky, the great philosopher from way downtown, knew all about inflation back in the 70s. He, yeah. You know, I'm just going to keep hitting my head on the wall because when I stop, I'll feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. Well, you can see that uh, very practical examples with gasoline, right? People are happy. Happy to pay three fifty, Right? They're <laughs> yeah. happy that it's not for something anymore. Well, but yeah. what, a year ago, two years ago is... 205. Okay, there yeah. you go. 205, right, yeah. right. It was two oh eight when when uh, Biden took office, and now we're we're happy at three sixty seven, you know, because it's like oh, it wasn't it's not five dollars anymore, oh, but guess what? It's coming, mm. it's coming back, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I think yeah. you have a story here about EVs. 
electric vehicles exploding. I don't know if I can talk after Mark's uh, in the uh, in the aftermath of the hurricane. I saw this and it just hit me. Technocracy News, excuse me, which is a great great site. What's the gentleman's name? Patrick Wood. Thank you. Dateline, October 10th. This came across this morning, Colleen. Electric vehicles are exploding in Florida after water damage. (laughs) What sound does that make? Uh, Electric batteries that have been waterlogged in the wake of the hurricane named Ian are at risk of corrosion, unexpected fires, and um, things called explosions. Well, yesterday... I heard this on the some 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 website that I was on, but they were talking about the cost of the Tesla is the uh, electric cars. Hmm. Their carbon footprint is worse than the Cadillac Escalade. Think about that. Is as, as we make, think about that. That the entire footprint of this car is which they're pushing is worse than the gas guzzling. Escalade. Well, I'm sorry. Why it, confuse issues with facts? <laughs> exactly. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, they both f- cost We're going to same. fight inflation with more money, yeah. and we're going to stop being yeah. carbony. Is, is carbony? That, are we carbony? We're carbony. Uh, we're going to stop it with a Tesla. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Chuck Grassley, did you catch this? <laughs> This, this came across at noontime today, Colleen. I don't, I don't know if I no, saw it No, I did yet. not see it. FBI whistleblowers. Hundreds of agents have resigned to avoid accountability. Dateline today, Senator Chuck Grassley, who we know and love right here in Iowa, revealed that hundreds of... So he's on the, um, the committee, the uh, oh, yeah. Judiciary Dude, Committee. Yeah. Senator Chuck Grassley revealed that hundreds of FBI employees have either retired or resigned to avoid accountability from sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, top, he outlined the uh, findings in a letter addressed to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray. And, um, and that just came out today, and it's about a, it's, it's 100 words here. The investigation found between 2004 and 2020, 665 FBI employees, including 45 senior execs and service-level employees, have retired, resigned, or otherwise left the FBI or the Department of uh, Justice uh, as they are looking into alleged misconduct. It's everywhere. Who can we trust? God. Yeah. yeah. We can do that. We Can't can trust that. man, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. That's um, verified every day when we look at the news, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Here's one more. i got to go here. October 1st, the Episcopal Church comes out with stunning stances on sex changes. Did you catch this? Stunning stances on sex the, changes. The Episcopal Church, which is what? The offshoot of the Anglican Church. This is uh, Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2022 the episcopal church has come out with a stunning stance with regard to sex changes even for children the church is now supportive of sex <laughs> changes at all ages 
calling it a matter of religious liberty. The resolution numbered D-066. It looks like they left a six off. Calls (laughs) for the Episcopal Church to advocate for access to gender-affirming care in all forms, social, medical, any other uh, form, and at all ages. And it is backing changes as part of the... (laughs) This is this. Slow down if you're driving. Slow down. It also says that backing sex changes is part of our baptismal call to respect the dignity of every human being. Wow, wow, Mm. wow. Well, you know, you said what every age at every age. Yeah, at every age. At every age. You know, Boston Children's Hospital now has suggested that unborn babies know that they're transgender. Stop it. LifeSite News. Where are you going? LifeSite News, right there. You're making it up. Right? Uh, any of this I stuff had a better shape, and it's, she's topping me now here. Well, I got one more. In, in the womb, they need to know. Yeah, well, that now Boston Children's Hospital took that video off. But, you know, things that have been on the Internet live forever. Sure. It's, somebody's <laughs> got it. Well, here's one. Um, in in a race to can you top this? Right. What do you got, Mark? Leah, uh, Leah Torres, MD. Was uh, this is on uh, Church Militant today? They they were talking about it, and they were talking about uh, legitimately one of the most evil um, tweets I've ever seen. This lady, this MD says, you know fetuses can't scream, right? I transact the cord first so there's no really real opportunity if they even are that far along to have a larynx. This is an MD talking, posting this and saying, I'm the one that cuts their cord so they can't scream. Can you, I, you know, it's a, the commentary after this was, have you ever seen anything or heard anything so evil ever as to say and to brag and post this kind of stuff ever? I mean, it's just like the Satanism is running rapid everywhere. Yes, it is. And you'd like special places in hell for $600, Mark? Is that what you're saying uh, here? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. You know what gets me, Colleen, is with all of these headlines. I don't. I don't care if it's political, if it's if it's respect life, human life, if it's if it's what do you call this? Catechetical, theological. If we would have had these conversations when we started broadcasting in 2013, you would have thought it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Mm-hmm. That's right. And here it is, front and center, live. From Ankeny, or closer. Yeah, what do you got there? Yeah, that's on a, a, a vehicle that I was following today. It's, it's a yeah. skull of a goat head, which yeah. is a satanic symbol. In Dubuque? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is that, on their rims? Going up on to, their no, wheels? No, it's on the back of the uh, Jeep that I was following today. It was just like... The spare tire. You, yeah, yeah. And it's three-dimensional. It's, it's out there. It's, yeah, it's satanic. It's... And I'm just, you know, I know the season, but you know what? The, that that was so satanic, it's unbelievable, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lord's given us what we want. Mm. What do you got, Colleen? Well, um, you had sent this. I don't know if you want to talk about this uh, thing now or in the next segment. Well, let's do it now here. We might okay. have to wrap around, but this is, uh, this is meaty, isn't it? It is very meaty. What do we got, 15 pages? Out of the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin. It is out of the Diocese of Madison, but I think we can extrapolate to Dubuque. I mean, it's neighboring diocese, right? So I don't think it's, you know, too far-fetched to say, well, maybe some of these trends are also found in Dubuque. I think Rockford, too. And Rockford. I mean, it's we're all neighbors, right? Um, they just kind of mentioned the state of the church at first. And uh, one of their points is um, they say we're losing Catholic people, especially our younger people, and we are aging. Let, let's just frame this here. So this is a report commissioned by the Diocese of Madison, and um, its title is Into the Deep, and it's an update. Into the Deep was the investigative <laughs> reporting, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are the, the email that summarizes, <laughs> if you can call 15 pages a summary, is, is uh, shocking. It's shocking. And they At came least out, to me, it's shocking. Yeah, they came out with some news about how they're kind of uh, restructuring, closing parishes, right? But go through some of the... So this is kind of what we talked about last week, right, with the Madison uh, mm-hmm. closing their parishes. And mm-hmm. th- this is the... Okay, so... The expanded summary. It's, it's mm-hmm. bigger okay. than the, the mm-hmm. first. The first report was right, just, yeah. we're looking at closing 70 out of 110 or whatever. Right, yeah. here. Colleen, what do you and got And this, this is week? kind of the data of why okay. they made that decision. And I have to say, the second point is exactly what we'll be talking about on October 19th, Father Bill Casey coming to talk about, um, you know, standing, you shall stand firm. Their second point says, we're losing Catholic people, especially our younger people, and we're aging. So their first bullet point says between 2013 and 2021, so eight years, eight years, the total number of registered Catholic parishioners in the Madison Diocese declined 17%. In eight years, that's a pretty steep decline Yeah, in eight years. I read an article not too long ago on, on another one. that Oh, it was on the Baltimore one. They had declined 22% in that amount of time. Well, so, I think that brings yeah. Colleen's point to a head. This is not just the Madison Diocese. Mm-hmm. This this is going to be, yeah. there, there might be some regional items that, that change here, but I think these statistics could overlay in Rockford, in Dubuque, Davenport, Sioux City, mm-hmm. Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And then they broke down, too, uh, among the age groups, how it declined. And the biggest decline, 29.7%, so almost 30%, um, registered parishioners declined ages 0 to 17. So that means parents are not baptizing their kids, right? Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that. I was guessing it would have been in the 20s and 30s that, you know. Mm -hmm. The next biggest group was 41 to 64. That declined 23.9%. That's shocking. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why they say we're losing Catholic people, especially our younger people. The only age group that grew, and that was only at 4%, were those who were 65 and older. So if you do a demographic trend, what's the trajectory on this? Here we sit in 2022, and you just pull midpoint of the decade, 2025, and you reach out to 2030. 
every bishop, every chancery in the country has access to these da to their data and to any other diocese data that they choose to request. This picture is ugly. Ugly. Bleak. Grim it is, is bleak. Just grim, yeah. Yeah. Down down 17 per are we out of time? We 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 got to take a break. Thanks Mark for uh, no. doing this here. No. Uh, we're out of time in segment 2. We'll be right back. We're going to talk more about we're going to talk about the church right after this. All right, we're back, everybody. Segment three, it's episode 61. We had to uh, make a couple of announcements here. And Mark, uh, thanks for spotting that here because we would have gone long. But, I mean, here are the demographic trends between... Um, so we're, we're talking eight years be, uh, ending last year. Registered parishioners in the Madison Diocese down more than 17%. Newborn to 17 down... 30%, 18 to 40-year-olds down 12%, parishioners 41 to 64 down 24, 25%. The only age group that grew was by 4%, those over 65. If you do the, if you do the math here, anybody that is 65 will be 75 by the end of the decade. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. Yeah. How 10 years works. from now, you're going to be yeah. 10 years older. Find out when people are dying. Um, the, the next part, though, Colleen, the sacramental trends, did you pick up on that? Yeah, so there's a fewer and fewer people are attending Mass was their next point. Um, and we all see that. Right. We all yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, and then the next point that Tom's referring to now, significantly fewer people are receiving sacraments. So this ties into, I know this sounds self-serving, but this... <laughs> This one-night mission with Father Bill Casey, you shall stand firm in the age of apostasy. Apostasy is the falling away from the faith, a denial of the faith. It's not a coincidence that B Father Bill Casey is in town. We invited him because we knew this was going on. Mm -hmm. And we're concerned. And we're concerned. Somebody should be concerned and say, hey, the boat's really leaking here. I mean, what number do, do these need to hit before we start? Before st someone, you know, yeah. And I, I, I'll just throw this out there. I, I don't care, you know, about, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, why aren't all the priests and the bishops and everybody else at this conference saying, yeah, we need to welcome back the Catholics. We need to get them back into the faith instead of boo-pooing our radio station. I'm... I'm you know, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, we need to evangelize. We, we need to evangelize, and we need to tell the story that is Christ's story, and that it begins with creation, and that we. This is this is not this is not us. This is Father Ricardo and his great book. We brought him in early this year for a radio station mission at one of our conferences, and it was attended, but not. Overly, I mean, I, what was it? February? It was cold. It was cold. March? It was Something cold. Like but he tells the story. You have to tell the story about Christ. That we were created and we were captured. We were rescued by Christ. 
And what is our response? Those are the four things. I heard a priest last week on KCRD who said, you can sum up all of creation history in these words. She will crush your head and you will strike at her heel. If you don't understand what that means, we're doing it. I, I had a bunch of guys over here. They were trying to do some evangelization, Colleen, and I don't think they get it. This is the deal. You know, we have to introduce them to, to Jesus. The reality of it is, folks, the reason people are leaving the church is they do not like Jesus. Jesus is the guy that's telling them you can't shack up with your girlfriend. Jesus is the guy that's saying you can't contracept. Jesus is the guy that says you got to get out of the pajamas and come on over come on here because ass. me and the Father and the Holy Spirit are waiting for you. It's Sunday. It's time that my creatures come and worship us. We are the creators. And see, the reality of it is, folks, people are not walking away from the church. They are running away from the church because when it comes right down to it, they don't like Jesus Christ. And they're in for a rude awakening pretty soon, sooner than they think, because the end of the world comes for all of us, not at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, and everybody wants to paint Jesus as this nice, nice guy. They don't like Jesus because Jesus is holding them accountable. Somewhere along the line, in the back of their head, they've figured out he's the guy that says you can't be transgender, you can't be homosexual, you can't dress around in drag and go to the school board or the school library and do what you want to do. That doesn't fly here. And I'm not talking here. I'm talking here yeah. in eternity. Right. And this message has to get out. Somebody's got to have the intestinal fortitude to be able to say, the path you're going on ain't taking you where you want to. They, they don't understand salvation. Hell, they've got what they want right here. Yep. Or sin, or the nature of sin, and how deadly it is to our souls. Baptism's down forty percent. This is this is Madison. This it's got to be about the same over here. Keep reading. First communion's down forty percent. Confirmations down ten percent. Weddings, weddings, down twenty two percent. I'd like to know how many shacking ups are are going on here. Look at that next number between nineteen sixty. In 2021. Oh, whoa. 80% decline in baptism, 65% decline in weddings since, since 1960. 19- this is our adult wow. life, or all of That's our lives. Our wow. adult life. Oh, my Lord. Now, where do these numbers have to go? I mean, I understand a response administratively that says we need to reshuffle priest assignments and we have to close parishes. I get that. These numbers do that. That's an administrative decision. Spiritually, souls are at stake. Mm -hmm. Our Blessed Mother told the three children, help me, Jacinta. What what, what did she tell them? Souls are falling into hell like snowflakes. Told us, yep. This is not falling into hell like snowflakes. This is a blizzard. Yeah. It's a blizzard. This is Hurricane Ian in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this, ain't, this ain't rain. This is wind and snow. 
This is snowflakes going on, folks, here. What's, what are these other here? Uh, K, K to 12 decline. Uh, faith formation down 50%. Pre-COVID years, 13 to 19. Faith formation enrollment among students declined 37%. 1965 Catholic school enrollments uh, as compared to 2001, 75% decline. But, you know, think about that. You know, okay, we don't have kids, so I can't really compare us. But I think about all my cousins and how we all went to Catholic school. And now I think of my cousins and where they've sent their kids to school, hardly any to Catholic school. So you you don't have to look at statistics. You just have to look at, at your, your family. family. Exactly. Or your yeah. neighbors. Yeah. They don't send them to Catholic school. And, and I have to be honest. I don't know if I had kids, I would. What are they learning? Well, it's got to be better than what's in the public schools. I'll I know, say that. I know but, one of my uncles, uh, they uh, took all their kids out of the Catholic school when the oldest was um, at Wallard and was told by a priest in religion class that if they, they didn't want to go to church on Sunday, they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the one. By a priest. Kind of like one I heard not that long ago about, I'm not sure that baptism is necessary. And I'm going like, seriously? Oh, from a priest. I'm just going like, whatever. He said, everybody's welcome in heaven. And I'm going like, hmm. About, about half of uh, registered households give to the Madison Diocese. The um, giving represents about 2% of median household income. <laughs> Pretty typical for Catholics, right? Mm-hmm. I think about the, it says in that those same statistics you were just reading, the silent generation, whose average age is 84, mm-hmm. okay, whose average age is 84, are currently the second largest giving cohort <laughs> in the diocese. <laughs> I mean... And Average age is 84, and they're the second largest giving. Well, I'm getting close to that, so I, I need to step up my uh, donations, I guess. So. Well, yeah. do the math on that. The actuarial tables on life expectancy for an 84-year-old is yeah. single digits. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So in less than 10 years, yeah. less than nine years, that silent giving the yeah. silent generation yeah. is going away, which leads to the next financial trend here Colleen this Mm -hmm. one is shocking it is shocking diocese excuse me diocese of the parish we're talking um, Madison diocese on average every parish in the Madison diocese is operating at a $34,000 operating deficit $34,000 that's on average in Madison that's on average so now, compare and contrast, and, and these, when you take a look at these studies, they're not precise with over diocese, but, but they're not out of the bubble here. You, you're usually within, it's, it's like a public opinion poll. It's 3 to 5% mm-hmm. variation. So we haven't seen this in the Illinois or the Iowa diocese yet, but... 61 parishes out of 102 operate with a net deficit. Of these, 38 contribute to Catholic schools. So he kind of puts these things all together and says, well, folks, 
declining attendance, declining sacraments, increased deficits, parishes. We got to close a bunch. And we don't have enough priests. We got to close a bunch. So again, administratively, answering these kinds of questions makes sense. I mean, this is this is income statement, balance sheet, general ledger. Taking this is this is just strategic planning. What is absent, and I haven't seen it for many dioceses. I, just I haven't seen it for this. many dioceses, Mark. Is What's what are we doing plan? about the soul? What's what are we doing plan? about the souls here? What's the plan for the future? What are we doing? I mean, are we just going to let this our Catholic faith slide away, close all the stuff, you know, sell it all off? What are we doing? I, I, I just don't get it. Do you remember Benedict? Pope Benedict said the church of the future will be smaller. The new springtime after winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah. be smaller but more fervent. Well, it could be really small. <laughs> yeah. Fit in the phone booth. Yeah. Well, it really shoots that we have a reasonable hope that everybody's going to heaven here. I mean, the church is the is the ark. I mean, this is where we're supposed to be climbing on board. Mm-hmm. The only source of okay. sacramental grace. Well, the ark may hold all of us that are still Catholic. How's that? I'm going to say it again. October 19th, you want to be here. You shall stand firm in the age of apostasy. If you don't understand what apostasy is, come on down. If you don't understand what's going on in your families, in your parishes, come on down and um, bring a boatload. If you have an ark, bring an ark full. There you go. We need to give a shout-out to uh, Deacon Brian Zeman on his... uh, his uh, new position that he's going to be taking at the archdiocese, you know, that's... What's going know. on there? Uh, what's, what's that? Do you have well, it? Well, you know, it came across today that um, he's going to become the... Uh, he was in charge of the STO, which is the student tuition um, uh, office of... Well, right, yeah. uh, what do I want to say? Organiza- student or, tuition organization. There you go. Yep, yep. So now he's going to become the director of life... Earth and social justice ministry. So that would be an interesting position. To, so is that a hold. new position? I, I yeah, it's, it's, that it's a yeah, it's a brand new one that uh, the archbishop came up with. So you know, um, you know, we wish him all the well and the best and and. Uh, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be, sound dumb, but I don't know what what director of life earth and social justice ministry means i really i really don't well let's wait and see what they explain you know in in future announcements because we couldn't really find any much you know more information on the website today but uh yeah that was a big announcement so yeah yeah. so it i mean it's what the announcement said was he'll he deacon brian zeman will be ministering to the ministers in parishes, schools, and other Catholic institutions in the Archdiocese of Dubuque who work to advocate for human, environmental, and societal ecological concerns. I don't even know what that means. Well, I'm glad it's taken care of. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's ministering to other ministers. So, you know, that's kind of, you know. All right. So we got yeah. about three minutes left, Colleen, and um, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're recording on the tenth. This is going to air on the um, 15, 16, and twenty-one of October, which means we're right ahead of 
The month of souls. Yes. So this is your passion. Tell us about November and the two big feast days that kick it off. Yeah, right. So November 1st, the Feast of All Saints. The November 2nd, the Feast of All Souls. And the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Those are my favorite topics. I love those. And the... um, the, going to the cemeteries the yep so if you go and visit a cemetery for the first eight days of november i can't think of it it's and called pray that. for their um for you the, know for their souls, of the souls. Mm-hmm. pray for the repose of their souls indulgence you can get a plenary indulgence every day that's yeah. eight plenary indulgences you can get so with it's the for usual the, conditions is it just the eight days the first eight days of november because somebody was Mark, somebody was telling us the other day that was all the month, all the days in November. I thought it's just eight days, right? It's always been just the first eight days. I did think a year or two ago they did extend it, but I'm not sure why. But I, mm. I don't, I don't think they kept it extended. But so you want to go to the cemeteries and pray for the repose of the souls of those that are there. Now, a lot of people don't understand purgatory like you and you understand purgatory, and. And those are Catholics. <laughs> yeah, so. Right? Yeah. If, if you're not Catholic, you don't understand purgatory, and you don't want to understand. But we made a purchase. We got a box of these books. Yeah. I think you gave one of these to me about 15 years ago. Father... Francis Xavier, but initials Shoup? FX, Shoup, Jesuit, SK. Okay, it's purgatory. It's by Tan Books. We have a special box of these that just came in here in anticipation here so go on the kcrd-fm.org send us a note it's under contact us if you want one of these books let us know now if you can't afford a donation i mean the books don't cost us a hundred dollars but like mother said we're running a radio station here Mm -hmm. all right so We'd like a nice donation on this. If you can't do it, if there's a hardship mark, you know we're going to ship them out here. Right. Mm KCRD-FM.org. Go to contact us. Tell us you're listening to the chatter. You want a book on purgatory, and we'll ship one out, which will only increase our cost again here. So it's nice to have a bigger donation because we got the book, we got the postage, handling. Well, we have these down at the uh, event. Hopefully not. Hopefully they'll go out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so we'll we'll take okay. some some along because we got a box or two of these here. And we'll talk more about purgatory, I'm sure, in the next episode as it gets closer to to November first. Now it's 400 page small paperback, but it's not 400 pages. There's how many stories, Colleen? 40 yeah. stories. Every chapter has stories. 50 stories. It's yeah. It's ridiculous how. No, full it is a story. 60, 65 stories. So there's 65 stories about the people who have insight to purgatory. So it's not a 400-page read. It's 65 pages into that here. We're out of time. We're out of time. Okay. Donate early. Donate often. In the name and of the, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Glory be and to, to the, the Father, and, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Remember, you can listen live and on the KCRD mobile app. See you all next week. We love you.